Hi guys, hope you're well. Harry Simiu here. Uh, just a quick message from me before you get into this episode of the Chronicles of Aguna. The episode you're about to hear is part of our members only series. Now, in the series, uh, we put together some uh, special content for those that are supporting us via our YouTube channel membership scheme. If you fancy checking it out and you're an audio only listener, head over to our YouTube channel, check it out, and there you'll find uh, some video content. It's largely the same content as you guys are getting here but the members only content is normally only available over on the youtube channel if you wish to support the podcast then it, you don't have to don't feel obligated to but if you would like to it is very very much appreciated and to give you an idea of what the members get access to that perhaps the rest of the people don't then here is an example episode of one of our members' bits of content. Now, bear in mind, when you're watching this on YouTube, you'll have the graphics, you'll have all the supporting material to what it is that I'm saying. Um, but uh, thought I'd put this out on the audio uh, platforms as well so you guys can get a feel and an understanding of the type of content we are making at the moment specifically for our members. I appreciate your support both here and on YouTube. It's very, very much appreciated. Uh, thank you all so much for your continued support support and uh, I hope you enjoy the episode. Let me know what you think. Cheers. You're listening to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast. I'm Martin Tyler and you're listening to Harry Simeon. Hello and welcome back to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast brought to you by 90 Min. As ever, I'm your host, Harry Simiu, and this is an exclusive bit of members-only content. So if you're watching this video, you are a gold member or above. Uh, so I want to take another opportunity to say a massive thank you to you guys uh, for your continued support. I'm, I'm truly overwhelmed by how many members we've got now. We've hit 100 members in total um, and not even all of them are in the Discord server. Um, so if you are a member and you're watching this and you haven't joined the Discord server, come over. Uh, we're having some great conversations in there. It's great to uh, keep each other updated and to, to have a chat and be able to share messages with all of you guys in the same place. So a massive, massive thank you uh, to everybody who signed up. It, it, honestly, it means the world to me. And, and you guys are really helping me in being able to continue to put lots of heart and soul uh, into this channel. So honestly, from the bottom of my heart, thank you. The subject of this week's members only video is, and I'm sure you've gathered from the title, the undeniable importance of Granite Xhaka to Mikel Arteta's Arsenal. Now, Granite Xhaka is a player who I would say from the day he arrived in North London has divided opinion. Granite Xhaka is someone that you seem to either love or you seem to hate him. Um, I've never really understood the hate myself. Um, I accept that, like many other players in Mikel Arteta's squad, Granit Xhaka has flaws, has shortcomings. I also felt that we never really played in a way that helped him, i.e. we left ourselves exposed in certain situations that ultimately 
exposed even further those flaws that Granite Xhaka so clearly has. And I'm going to bring up the tactics board in a little bit. And I'm going to talk you guys through what I'm talking about. And I'm going to show you guys what I believe to be the tactical adjustments Mikel Arteta has made that have seen the Swiss international really take it up a notch, really take it up a level. He's fast becoming one of my favourite Arsenal players. Um, he's someone who has fought back after a very, very difficult period, a period when it seemed as though the writing was on the wall, a period when it seemed as though the exit door was was Granite Xhaka's only destination. But to be fair to him, and I think a lot of the credit has to go to Mikel Arteta, who's obviously talked him around, obviously shared his plans with him and obviously managed to get the player on side. I think going back to the Unai Emery days, if you remember this, this whole Granite Xhaka thing all, all began and all started from Unai Emery's reluctance to name a captain. If you cast your mind back, Unai Emery put it to a poll. That's what Rob Holding said at the time. He revealed that, that Unai Emery had gone to the group and said, I want you to vote anonymously for who you want to be the Arsenal captain. And Granite Xhaka won the vote. If ever there was a sign of the Swiss international's popularity behind the scenes, popularity in the dressing room, popularity with his fellow teammates, that was it. Granite Xhaka was loved, adored and respected above everything else by his teammates. Unai Emery made him captain. Now, was that the right call? Was it the right call to give Xhaka the armband at that time? I don't think his performances warranted it. I understand why some people made the case to say that he did deserve it. And I guess that case was, well, he's a regular in the team. He plays all the time. Uh, he's a captain at international ne- at international level, very vocal on the field. So maybe it makes sense. But I think the whole decision from Emery to, to go down the popular vote route of de- deciding who his next captain was going to be actually opened the can of worms. And when they then saw him fail to back his captain when things weren't going quite as well as he would have liked, I think a lot of players started to lose respect for Unai Emery and and started to look at him and think, well, it's off the back of your decision that Granite Xhaka has been named captain. And things have gotten so bad with Granite Xhaka. He's so exposed in our system. Um, he's getting dogs abuse from the supporters, you know, not just online, but in the stadiums as well. And when I cast my mind back to that season, I was at a couple of away games just prior to that Crystal Palace game where it completely erupted for Granite Xhaka. And um, he was substituted. And when he was substituted, there were ironic cheers coming from the Arsenal section. Now, imagine that. Imagine being a footballer at the highest level, giving your all for a football club, getting substituted. And the away fans, who are normally way more supportive than the home crowd, just as a a general rule, are ironically cheering and jeering you and essentially telling you that they think you're shit, that they, they think you're not worthy of wearing the shirt, that they're delighted to see you coming off and being replaced by someone else. That must have hurt. That must have cut deep. But you know what? Granite Xhaka is a tough character. And... um. You know, I was surprised to see him react the way he did against Crystal Palace. But ultimately, everybody has their breaking point. And that was Granite Xhaka's breaking point. 
I remember it was nil-nil. Was it nil-nil? We were definitely level in the game at the time when Jacker was substituted, from what I can remember. Feel free to correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure that's the case. I think it was about the 60th minute when he was substituted. And the Arsenal fans started giving him grief. Well, first of all, there were the ironic jeers when his number was shown up on the board. And then he received lots and lots of heat from the stadium about the fact that he was walking off the pitch rather than jogging. Now, if you're talking about the 80th minute, 85th minute, I'm, I get that. 60th minute, is there a need to be sprinting off the pitch? I'm not 100% sure. But it was a, a build-up of what had gone on over the last few weeks, plus everything that had happened online. And, and, and that was a prime example of where people's abuse online did attract the attention of the individual himself. You know, to think that these players don't see it or are not at least aware of it is naive. Granit Xhaka was well aware of it and he completely exploded. He took the, the armband off, you know, he, he took his shirt off, he cupped his ear towards the, the fans, you know, and, and he walked straight down the tunnel. And at that point, it seemed as though that was the end of Granit Xhaka's career, that the exit was was the only way uh, for him to go now. And and we know that he was very close uh, to agreeing a deal with Hertha Berlin um, and, and returning back to the Bundesliga. Mikel Arteta came in, as I've already said, persuaded him up to do otherwise, persuaded him of the project of, of the role that he was going to play. And from then on, you've got to be honest, been a couple of moments along the way, you know, a couple of times the petulance that has maybe plagued Granite Xhaka throughout his career has, has been on show in certain incidents. You know, the, the sending off against Burnley being the most recent example. But for the most part, Granite Xhaka under Mikel Arteta has been much improved. And I just want to show you guys uh, some statistics on that, that back that up. Um, so first of all, if you look at Granite Xhaka in the Premier League, he's, he's played in 18, he's appeared in 18 of our games so far with an average performance rating of 6.8 out of 10. That's according to whoscored.com. This is going by their ratings. And I actually think that this rating is a little bit harsh. I probably would have put it closer to the seven mark. Past success rate in the Premier League is 90%. 90%, which is which is ph phenomenal. And when you look at some of the midfielders that he's in company with in that kind of past success bracket, that's really, really impressive. You know, in the Europa League this season, where he's appeared three times, his rating's even higher, 6.86 out of 10. And his past completion rate stands at 93.4%. I know it's a smaller sample of games, but you, you you get what I mean. In the UEFA Nations League for Switzerland, past success rate very close to 90% once more. But here, his overall performance rating is, is slightly higher. So Granit Xhaka's enjoying a very good season in comparison to his previous seasons at Arsenal. When you look at some of the defensive stats, you look in the Premier League, averages 1.7 tackles per match, averages 0.8 interceptions, which is not amazing. Um, but for me, you're looking at a player who delivers a very, a very solid and consistent level of performance. And that's what Mikel Arteta wants in the centre of the midfield. He plays an average of 65 passes per game, 65 and a half passes per game in the Premier League. So he's very much involved in pretty much everything Arsenal do. Uh, 
And Granit Xhaka has been imperative to Arsenal's defense, increased defensive stability this season. So not only has he benefited from the stability, i.e. his biggest flaw, which in my opinion, and it is only my opinion, is maybe a lack of athleticism, the inability to get around the pitch, to be as mobile as some of his counterparts in the division. But I thought that was constantly exposed by the way Arsenal used to play. And so I think whilst Granit Xhaka has benefited from Mikel Arteta hitting the reset button, making us a far more stable unit defensively, he's actually been a major contributor to that as well. And I'm going to explain why now. If I just share my tactics board with you guys um, and you and bear with me, I've got the lineup up from the game against Wolverhampton Wanderers, but it's, it's fit for purpose. Um for what I want to do. Now, in years gone by, Arsenal played in this 4-2-3-1 formation, right? You know, Unai Emery used to like it. Um, Arsene Wenger, we know, used to like it. And um, what you used to very often see was you would see the fullbacks bombing on, both of them at times. You'd see the, the midfield bombing on whoever that may be. And you'd end up very much with Arsenal trying to attack people like this, as you're seeing now. And we had a real problem with dealing with transitions. And it was no surprise because what Arsenal used to do was allow Granit Xhaka to be completely exposed in these areas. And essentially, as a central midfielder, when Arsenal lost possession, Granit Xhaka was expected to deal with this area, right? to deal with this area here. Excuse my drawings. I know they're not very good. I'm still getting used to this thing. You know, here, this is all space. You know what? Scrap that. Let's, uh, and as I said, bear with me. I'll get better at this the more I do it. Let's draw one big circle to highlight the area that Granit Xhaka was expected to cover when Arsenal used to break forward. Look at that. Look at that. Usain Bolt couldn't get across that ground quick enough to cover all of those spaces. That is a lot of space on the football pitch. And it used to happen so often. And and, and what happens when you're caught in that situation? You either get completely bypassed. If you do get close to someone, sometimes you'll maybe commit a foul. Um, and it just left Arsenal in a mess. And it happened time and time again. And And this is not a problem that was only faced by Granit Xhaka. If you cast your mind back, it was a problem that Francis Coquelin faced playing in that midfield. It was a problem that Mikel Arteta himself faced playing in Arsenal's midfield. And that may be actually why Mikel has been so quick to address that, because he has seen it, he has experienced it, and he realises what a problem it can be. Now, often as well, when Granit Xhaka's occupying the space in the middle, what that used to lead to was our centre-backs being pulled apart like this. They would often go out to confront wingers. Opponents would make runs in towards the edge of our penalty area, often doubling up on Xhaka. One would play the ball, one would make the run beyond. And, and when our full-backs would go out to, to uh, confront those players coming, bombing down either side, there was a gaping hole in the middle of our defence. And that's how we used to get opened up. And it seems like really basic football tactics and something that really should never happen. But it used to happen. Under Arsene Wenger, it used to happen. Under Unai Emery, it used to happen. It was a frequent occurrence 
with this Arsenal side because we'd always commit too many players forward without being aware, without being mindful of what we were leaving behind us. Now, since Mikel Arteta has come in, that's improved. That's improved dramatically. And as a as a unit, Arsenal are far more stable defensively. And that's for a number of reasons. Well, first of all, when Arsenal's fullbacks bomb on, more often than not, one goes, one stays. Hector Bellerin is often the one to stay, particularly when Kieran Tierney um, is in the side, because obviously we've seen what he can offer on the flank. Cedric's been doing it too. And Cedric bombs on. And, and then what you see so often from um, from Granite Xhaka now is him drop into this kind of position. He drops into this position where he almost plays like a kind of hybrid between a central defensive midfielder and a left centre-back. You know, he doesn't quite go out to the touchline, but he plays that kind of hybrid role. Sometimes you'll see him do it like this. If David Luiz goes to confront someone on the counter-attack, Xhaka would, will slot in there happily. You know, if all the defenders are back, who's the first one when Arsenal are defending of Arsenal's midfielders to want to drop into this kind of area and support? It's, it's, it's more often than not Granite Xhaka because his tactical awareness has come on so much under Mikel Arteta. Why? Because I think the role has been coached into him properly and the role fits perfectly with the system that we are playing. Xhaka, as I say, has not only benefited from the fact that Arsenal are a much better defensive unit, but he's also been a major contributor to it. And when he drops that little bit deeper because the fullbacks bombed on and Thomas Partey slots across, Thomas Partey has the athleticism to cover a bigger area than Granite Xhaka. Thomas Partey is far more comfortable in doing that than Granite Xhaka is. Thomas Partey, I would say, his reading of danger is better. It, it it clicks earlier for Thomas Partey and he very rarely gets caught in the wrong position. And that's why Thomas Partey has been described by so many as a transformative midfielder because he's so good in every aspect of midfield play. So Arsenal now have a far superior balance, both, you know, when it comes to whether you're talking about Xhaka having to defend in his actual position, which is in midfield, there are, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? There are succession plans, if you like, when when Arsenal do get caught up the pitch, who drops in, Bellerin might stay back and he might shift across and become one of a, a defensive three. Because Mikel Arteta places a, a very high value on defending the width of your penalty area. And if you think to some of the best defensive performances we've probably seen in the Champions League for years, they've come from Atletico Madrid, who do exactly that, defend the width of their penalty area. And Arsenal's almost, uh, I want to say drilling, is it, a, is it that they're so well drilled? They're well drilled in what to do in every event now in comparison to what they were before. Before, it was very gung-ho. It was very go-out-there, play-your-game. But now you're talking about an Arsenal side who, when they lose the ball, their first thought and their first port of call is to get into a certain position, is to reset quickly. And that reset happens a lot faster than it did previously. That's why Arsenal are less susceptible to the transition. And that's why Arsenal currently have the second-best defensive record in the Premier League. Now, a lot of players have contributed to that, not just Granite Xhaka, 
But as I've said, and I'll say it again, Granit Xhaka has not only benefited from the defensive stability that Arsenal have found under Mikel Arteta, but he's also been a huge contributor to it. He's undeniably important to this Arsenal side. One of the regulars, one of the first names on the team sheet when available. A vocal player, a leader who isn't without his faults, but has certainly improved of late and is actually, in my opinion, at the time of recording this video, probably in the best run of form he's ever had in an Arsenal shirt. We've got a real player on our hands here um, when used correctly. And, and the fact that he's improved so much since Mikel Arteta's come in just shows you that was the case all along. Am I saying he's the complete midfielder and somebody that there is no possibility of upgrading on? No, of course I'm not saying that. But he is a key cog in Mikel Arteta's machine. He is a key part. Uh, he is a key player. And the fact he was voted captain by his own teammates, what, a couple of years ago? Two and a half years ago now? Tells you all you need to know about the respect that the fellow Arsenal players have for him. Granit Xhaka is undeniably important. He's, he's he's so underrated, in my opinion. And, um, you know, maybe his form has picked up because of the Xhaka figurine. I don't know. Can't do this Xhaka special without mentioning, mentioning the Xhaka figurine. But, you know, I just think it was worth doing a little video, doing a little bit of a deep dive into Granit Xhaka, his importance, what he brings to the team and why his tactical awareness and ability to slot into certain positions, i.e. left centre-back and left-back when Arsenal uh, are attacking in order to backfill, in order to protect against the transition, why that discipline, that awareness and that versatility from the Swiss has been so key to our success of late. Relative success, I probably should say. <laughs> that brings me to the end of this uh, Granite Xhaka special. I hope you've enjoyed it. I welcome any feedback and we're going to be doing some more deep dives into players uh, as the weeks go by. And if there's any players in particular you want to see a bit of a deep dive into, um, then please do let me know in the comments section. Uh, if you're watching this again, it means you're a gold member and above. So I thank you so much for your very, very kind support. Um, if you've enjoyed the video, let the rest of the members know. Maybe they'll want to upgrade um, and maybe they'll fancy checking it out as well. Uh, so thank you for your continued support. Much love and uh, see you all soon. Cheers.